God bless, family and friends. This is the Gospel, a podcast created and inspired by the Spirit of God so that we can achieve a better and closer relationship with Him, and so we can live a more structured and meaningful lifestyle according to His ways, and so His Spirit can lead us to live life as He intended. Welcome to the Gospel. Hey, my peoples, this is Neil. Welcome to the Gospel once again. Today's subject I want to talk about is how I've been running the last 10 months and I've been inspired by this running. It all came with a friend of mine that called me and was asking me was I taking care of myself because I'm getting older and if I, if I was eating properly. And this all happened before this pandemic started, exactly the month that we got the news that we had a, pand- uh, a virus going on. And this is an old friend of mine, he, uh, he from uh, the church I go to. Um, and he's, he moved away, he's up in North Carolina, and he called me one day as I was eating. And I was thinking about what my doctor said about my high blood pressure and not eating properly and stuff like that. And I'm that kind of guy that like I don't like to exercise, I don't even eat properly. Like I don't eat vegetables. I always tell the doctor, hey, I'm allergic to vegetables, you know, and they look at me like, what do you mean you're allergic to vegetables? And uh but I you know, I never ate vegetables. I don't eat it. The only vegetables that I eat is like potatoes and maybe some corn. But anyway, long story short, you know, he called me and I haven't heard him from him in about nine months. And immediately, as he called me, I thought, like, somebody called him, like, my doctor called him or whatever, because he was like, yo, hey, Neil, man, have you been eating properly, man? You taking care of yourself? You exercising? I said, wait a minute, you know. I said, my doctor called you? He said, nah, man, I just want to make sure you're taking care of yourself. You you know, you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. And, uh, again, long story short, after I hanged up the phone, I was sitting there, mind you, with a big plate of food. I was in one of my favorite restaurants I like to eat at. And I ate it anyway, but the thought in, in my mind kept telling me, like, this is, was like a sign for me, in a sense, you know, like God speaking to him. And I said, man, you know, I need to go to a gym. And I said, wait a minute, I got a buddy of mine that got a gym pass. I said, maybe I can start with him. It was in January as a, of 2020, actually, actually, this year. And I started going with him to the gym, you know. And we was actually not sizing, and it was kind of strange and a little hard on me at first. Mind you, you know, I'm 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 up, put it this way, I'm past fifty, so it was hurting me here and there. But then I started getting used to it, and I started liking it. And I would put on my, you know, worship music on, and 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 get it on. And as my spirit gets full with the music, I, I keep, you know, exercising. And for some reason, I was in it about maybe three weeks, almost a month. And here comes this uh, germ that we call coronavirus, you know. And at first, you know, like everybody else, I, I was unaware of what this was going to be like. What it was, I was just thinking it was going to be like the flu, you know. Like, you know, they're going to find something and it's all over with after a while. But anyway, but it kind of like froze everything in life. Like the world, it felt like the whole world collapsed and, and everybody was enslaved by, by this germ. And... Make no mistake, I, I, I don't deny that this is, is, a, is, is a killer. Uh, I, I don't minimize the effects of this virus, you know. I'm not, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that, you know, I was cluttering my house, in my office, 
and I couldn't really go nowhere, you know. I was the type of dude I like to eat out, I like to hang on my buddy Jesus, you know. We go out, we hang out, we talk, whatever. And then the gym stopped, so now how I'm going to work out? So I figured I got a bike in the back, so I ride a bike for a while, but that wasn't even working. The son told me, you know, take a walk outside, you know what I mean? Take a walk outside, maybe jog a little bit here and there. You ain't got to run fast, you know what I mean? Because you got high blood pressure. So... I started, you know, putting my earplugs in, and I bought a Bluetooth speaker, and I got, you know, all my downloads from the worship music that I listen to that I like from all kinds. So little by little, I started running. You know, this is uh, maybe the beginning of February of this year, and out to this day, it's been almost, whatever, eight, nine months that I've been doing this, and it's become more of a work-in than a workout. Because here I'm running to lose weight because, mind you, I forget, you know, I need to back up a little bit. My doctor wanted me to lose five pounds, you know, and eat better. So I said, well, this is the best way to do it. So I put the music on, and once I get into that flow and that, that, that you know, worship spirit is in me, and I'm worshiping God, and, you know, uh, I'm in the, in the zone, you know. And lo and behold, one mile, two miles, you know. And all of a sudden, I'm running four and a half miles to five miles a day. Well, put it this way, every other day. And it, like I said, it, be, it become a working. And because of it, I get inspired to, to come up with these ideas that at first I'm thinking, you know, maybe I'm imagining things or, you know, <laughs> I don't want to get ahead of myself, you know what I mean? Like, I want to make sure this is the Spirit of God speaking to me, you know? And how we do that, you know? How, how can we pinpoint and say, okay, this is God speaking to me? You know what I mean? Because you don't come in like a loud speaker. Hey, this is God. I'm talking to you, Neil. So I think in my spirit, he talks directly to my heart. And this that's, this is one of the reasons inspired this podcast as it is, you know. Um, and he, he puts stuff in my heart. He puts words in, in me that, you know, sometimes I'm not even thinking about anything. And it just comes out. And uh, even today, you know, I was running today and, you know, I was, you know, just thinking about, you know, being lonely, being by myself, being, you know, not going nowhere. I, I live by myself, you know, I've been by myself, been single for eight years, you know what I mean? Uh, I don't really have any family, the friends, and people that I that I used to have, you know, before I actually tried to uh, build this relationship with God versus going through the motions and the, the church and everything that's so... Re- uh, Religion-based, um, if I could use that, you know. So once I started building this relationship, you know, a lot of the stuff in my life I cut out, you know, um, because, you know, it, it don't, for me, on a personal level, to each his own. I don't judge nobody, but I live such a crusted and ugly, dirty, dark life in my past, you know. I come from a life of addiction, heavy a drug addiction. Um, and so when I finally came to an uh, uh, eye-opener, you know what I mean? I finally opened my, my heart to God and said, listen, man, I, I just can't do this no more, you know what I mean? Uh, I built this relationship, you know, for the last eight years. And 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 I do that, that's what I do. I go to church, you know, I read my scriptures every day, you know, I pray every day, I run every other day, and uh, I read devotionals, you know, I do... Uh, Join my brother Jesus, you know, with the men's groups that we do on Mondays, you know. Uh, we do prayer groups, 
on Tuesdays, you know. So for some reason, you know, as I'm running every day, God inspires me with different thoughts, different ideas and stuff like that, like this, you know, the gospel, you know. This actually came from a conversation, me and Jesus were, were talking about stuff, about the gospel and all that, and the thought came into my mind, gospel. And the idea is that gospel's in us. So anyway, today I got a new inspiration word that God gave me today, and it's called, it's about a subject that uh, it just came into my mind. I don't know at the moment what to think about it, but as I thought through the day and I meditated on it, I believe a lot of us go through this, because I know I definitely go through this, and it's called spiritual depression. And we got all kind of depression, you know, we got, you know, regular depression, natural depression, we have a... Uh, uh, what you call that? Uh, I forget the name of it, but that's that's uh, depression. You know, there's all kind of different kind of depressions. But I think for me, I'm, I'm more in, in this state, a spiritual depression. You know what I mean? I think being lonely, being by myself, not you know, even though I read and pray every day. And the reason why I'm sharing is because you know, we live a life, especially us as Christians, that we think we we gotta put this wall up that you know the world can't see us weak and. You know, we're not supposed to be, you know, uh, weak because we are children of God and we, we, we represent who he is and God is not weak. But uh, I do want to share on this thing because uh, I think it's very vital. At least it's vital for me, you know, especially in a time like this with, with the pandemic, you know, we, we, we tend to, to lose sight on who is in control and God is never out of control, so... He's always in control, he's always at the helm, he's always on the throne, you know. And the depression for me is, is, is kind of like a, a state where, you know, it collapses your, your, your thought process in the sense of, of moving forward and, and doing positive things, you know, in your life. And for me it's more because since I don't have any, a lot of family members around me, I live by myself and I'm single, you know. I read, I pray, I meditate, I run, and that's my routine every day. Uh, now I'm praying that hopefully this year coming up in the new year that I come up with uh, other activities that I could join, you know, maybe help some people, maybe people help me, and kind of to to fill in my days because this is a cycle that I've been running every day, and, and and I'm I'm actually right now in a sense in a spiritual depression. Um, I believe the only reason why I make it out is because the relationship, the personal into relationship that I created without creator, God himself. Um, for me, I live a life that there's no life outside of Christ. Christ is the author and the finisher of all things for me. Um, but, you know, I don't look at this, you know, mind you, this is not a movement. This is like, you know, we hear about different kind of movements and, and stuff, you know, there's not a movement here that we're trying to create here. You know, it ain't, definitely is not a movement. It's a constant flow constant flow of the Spirit of God to help us, and help me, you know, in general to, to live life in a, in, a, in a sight of the Spirit of God. That even though we struggle, we go through um, stresses every day and, and circumstances and, and roadblocks and, you know, and all kind of, you know, stumbling blocks in our lives that, you know, we, we take, I take the time to meditate on what's happening in my life good, bad, and indifference, you know, because the Word of God says, you know, we have to thank God in all seasons and 
in, in every area in our lives. Happy, good, sad, you know, we ought to give him thanks and glorify for who he is and what he is. Um, and, you know, I don't know, man, for what well, works for anybody else, but this works for me, you know. It's been working for me for the last eight years. Uh, I've been uh, clean all this time. You know, I was a very heavy intravenous user, you know. Um, and mind you, a lot of this stuff that I might say might sound graphic, you know. Um, but this is real. This is, I can't be any realer than this, you know. Um, yeah, I did drugs for a lot of years. You know, countless overdoses. And all I did is destroy and maim everything around me, destroy family, loved ones, you know, through the process. And God has met me in my mess right in my darkest times, you know. You know, he didn't wait to, you know, hey, Neo, go get cleaned up and then come and see me. You know, he met me right there in my darkest hour. So I, I dedicated my life to him these past eight years. Uh, I pray that um, this can help anybody that's struggling out there. Because I still struggle. Struggle's real. But God is the realest, you know. You know, I still cry, whine, you know. I had lost loved ones over the years. Um, but I haven't had a desire to pick up again, a drug, a drink, or what have you. You know, I've been clean and serene for the last eight years. Um, and all into the power uh, and the spirit of God. See, this is the hit, you know. There's an old saying in, in the community of addiction and recovery that uh, most agree on. Um, and I'm not, you know, co-signing it or none of that, but th there is a saying that addiction is spiritual nature. It comes in a thought, it, it creates a feeling, it creates an emotion. Whether whether you're going through a bad time, you want to get high, whether you're going through a good time, you want to get high because you want to celebrate. So it's spiritual in nature. And here we have, or I had the spirit, the most powerful spirit of them all, to conquer this, you know. The Word of God says the flesh is going to reveal the things of the flesh and the spirit of the things of the spirit. So ain't no way I could fight this spiritual addiction or whatever or however it's called, this kind of power, this kind of force, naturally with my flesh. I need the most powerful spirit. There's three things that I, that's always been embedded in my heart since day one, since I started this journey, since God... Uh, and I rekindle our relationship, you know, uh, that I believe in, deep in my heart there's three things that God won't do, and I don't think God compromised. He makes any deals, and he definitely don't have no co-defendants. His word is final. And although sometimes the things might not sound fair, because things happening, or God says, you know, don't do this, don't do that, you need to do this, and sometimes you don't even understand it because after all, the Word of God says, you know, our ways are not His ways, and His thoughts are not our thoughts. <laughs> so that's a no-brainer for me. But during this journey, you know, I learned to, to love God with everything that I am, you know. Um, I'm not radical. Far from it, you know. I'm just insanely in love with Jesus Christ and the power of His salvation. You know, and that could mean many things to anybody. But to me, it's life. I can't breathe without them. I can't live without them, you know. Um, that's what I do. Um, and like I said, you know, going back to, the, you know, spiritual depression, you know, uh, I think it's a lack of me, you know, uh, 
finding other ways and, and things to do to fill out my days. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I'm good because God got me. Make no mistake. I don't got him. He got me. My grip ain't that strong. You know? And that's the only reason why I still got a daily reprieve. That's still why I, I'm still breathing here. This moment, having this conversation with you, is because he sustained it. You know? I try to live every day in power and in favor of God and recognize that I'm always sustained by him and him alone. You know? It's not my doing. Uh, I'm not on an ego trip. I'm not, a, a, you know, far from being exalted. Uh, every day I, I humble myself, <coughs> excuse me, to the feet of the throne of God. You know, the word of God said, come to the throne of grace. You know, it don't say, you know, wait till you get better and wait till you become smarter or wait till you get more intellect and know about him. No. The way you get to know about him, get closer to him. And the closer you, I believe the closer you get to God, the closer he gets to you. The more you get into God, the more he spills into you. And um, that's why, you know, we come up with this gospel, you know. It's kind of, it's kind I, I, I would like to say it's like the same word in a sense, at least for me it is, you know. I'm not saying, you know, the Bible says because I, I, I don't like to misquote scripture, you know. And I'm still learning. I don't, I don't tend to be, you know, this uh, Bible guru and none of that. I just know that Jesus Christ is life. And he's giving me life in abundance through my struggles, through my frustrations, through my stumbling blocks, through whatever I go through. He is the source. So um, over the years, you know, uh, when I first started the first two or three years, you know, I chased the victory, the victory in Christ, to be in Christ. Now I'm coming to a, a I think it's a threshold. I can use that word. I don't, I don't really know the meaning. It just, it just sound good. <laughs> um, but I believe that now I live a life. I walk in victory. I don't chase the victory anymore. He is the victory. He is the cure. You know, um, everything he says about him. You know, there's three main things that that is very familiar, uh, whether Christians or non-Christians. You know. They hear a lot that uh, Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. They don't say there that this is what he has, that this is a, 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 a what you call it, a, an ingredient, so to speak. But this is what he is, his essence, his total essence, this, that he is the way, the truth, and the life. Um, and mind you, you see, you're going to hear my voice go up and down because I get excited, you know. Um... I, I definitely excuse myself from if uh, some of this is too graphic or, or or maybe it sounds like I'm, you know, going up and down. It's that my heart is so full with this, the Spirit of God, you know. This journey has been for the last eight years, you know. Here we're coming to a new year in the next two days, and, or a day or so, you know. And I, I'm just insanely in love with Christ, you know. No radicalness, you know, humble. Um, I hope that, you know, this conversation would inspire somebody that's going through something that maybe even somebody that's, that's afraid to say something because they might think of them a wrong way or whatever. Or, or maybe they be, might be judging themselves. Um, and I've done that for years. And every now and then it comes here 
it want to creep his head up, you know, judgment to myself, you know, they, there's an old saying, we are our worst enemy, you know, we are our worstest critic, you know, you know, it's not, it's not the, the things that people say too much about us, it's what we say to ourselves, you know, for example, somebody could say something to me uh, from the side of, you know, what we call on the street, side of their neck, right, and it might rub me the wrong way, and months might go by. And that person, I might never see that person again, or maybe, you know, uh, the person totally, totally forgot about what he said to me. But I remember what they said, and what I, I, I stopped putting words in my in that same thought because I'm still, you know, rewinding and playing that same thing that said to me that didn't, that I didn't like or made me feel some kind of way. Now here, months go by, and the person you never, like I said, you never see him again. But then you're telling yourself and repeating yourself what they said to you, and then you're adding words to it, you know, and that's what I call spiritual warfare, you know, that's part of what a spiritual warfare is, you know, um, you know, I, I'm learned that, you know, the best defense that I have to this is the spirit of Christ, there's nothing else, there's nothing else that uh, could defeat this, now mind you, this, this ain't a, a cure, you know, one day, you know, you get spiritually full and then you got no more problems. Now, I believe that, you know, the closer you get to God, sometimes the, the bigger the struggles, you know. The devil is always going to try to call your bluff. He's always going to uh, throw at you whatever whatever he got, you know. He's going to continue to do it over and over and over. But this is the hit, man. And uh, that I learned that my struggles and my problems and my uh, temptations and whatever the enemy throws at me, it's more of an evidence than an actually a deliberate attack. Because, uh, or even though it is, put it this way, even though it is a deliberate attack, I look at it more evidence that God is doing something great in my life to reinforce me, to bless me, to protect me, to guide me, to provide for me. Because it, if that wasn't the case, I wouldn't be attacked the way I'm getting attacked, you know. And I believe I, I'm not, you know, in this fight alone. Many, many of us, I believe, uh, are going through all, some kind of spiritual warfare. Everybody has a background of some kind of calamity or something wrong in their life that they've been through. But if I could give you one great advice is that even though you struggle, whatever struggle you're going through, whatever circumstances you're going through, continue to build your life on, on that foundation, that solid foundation that, you know, what the word talks about, building the house on a rock, you know? Because no matter how much water comes against it, no matter how much storm comes against it, the house will not come down because it's built on that solid rock, the rock of Christ. And I believe that, you know, the more you struggle, the more you get tempted, the more, you know, you fight a spiritual battle and it gets stronger and stronger. And as long as you live in a life of, of daily devotion to God, you know, you're praying, you're reading, you're, however you do it, you're dedicating in truth to the righteousness of Christ. The more you get attacked, the more glory God gets because you're standing firm, not because you are the great I am, but because he is the great I am. Thank you. Welcome to the gospel. Welcome to the Gospel. In today's uh, conversation,
I want to talk about something called spiritual depression. Um, I got my buddy here uh, and uh, my best friend, I, I would definitely say, you know, uh, Jesus Pena. And we're going we're gonna to go back and forth and, and, and uh, have a conversation about what spiritual depression is, what are the causes, and what are so, some of the things that we can do to combat this. Um, uh, just uh, just uh, ways and, and means to, to live a more freedom life in the spirit of God and to get a, a better feel for things, you know, and build ourselves so we don't be fall back into depression and be constantly depression. But anyway, today's uh, word is spiritual depression. Uh, hey, Sue, can you give me some, uh, you know, dictionary or uh, definitions of these things, what they mean, what a depression, the word depression itself means? A dictionary definition of it is feelings of severe despondency and dejection. Uh, despondency is like in low spirits, and um, dejection is like um, severe sadness. And uh, a clinical definition of depression is um, clinically depression is a mental health disorder characterized by persistently depressed mood or loss of interest in activities causing significant impairment in daily life. Okay, thank you. Now... I have a definition, this is my definition, and uh, it comes to mind and comes to heart because uh, I've I been in this state, and every now and then I actually go into this state. But I, I mind you, uh, uh, again, uh, I mentioned before that uh, we as Christians, we know, we, 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 we tend to, to fall in, in this. This is one of the main things that I, I think, as for me as a Christian, I could fall into this category of deep spiritual depression uh, because sometimes, you know, we go through things that, you know, we, we don't we don't care to share it because, you know, people might look at us a certain way. So so we live in it. You know, we stay in it. You don't want nobody to know. It makes us feel weak or other things that we are weak. So, But anyway, but what I really want to talk about, I want to uh, talk about the symptoms of these things and what they, what they really are. You know what I mean? Uh, for me, a spiritual depression is somebody that has a lack of trust in, in God. I mean, and it's, it's not that you have uh, not completely don't trust God, but that you have a lack of trust. Like you believe in a sense that uh, some things can happen or, you know, even though you know he could do all things and, you know, uh, there's nothing impossible for him, you don't think some for some reason whatever you ask in prayer or certain things, that it, not that it can't happen, but it can't happen for you. So, and you fall into a depressive state in your spirit. This is in your spirit, you know. Everything about God is spirit. Everything about God is spiritual, you know. Um, uh, the Word of God, I believe, says that uh, those that believe in God must believe that, you know, that he's a... Uh, was worship in spirit and truth. 
Put it that way, you know. So when whenever I get to in a spirit of depression, for me, it's more of a that for some reason, you know, one minute I'm okay, you know, I prayed and everything's going well, and then for some reason, because of lack of trust, I think most of it be, is because of lack of some kind of trust or some kind of dependency on God that you don't think he, he's going to, not that he can't provide, but that you don't think he can provide it for you, you know. Um, uh, some of the causes of the spirit with depression, uh, for me it's more of a, you know, a lack of, you know, I don't, I, I don't pray as much as I used to. I don't pray as much as I used to. I don't, you know, uh, I stop reading the materials that I read that bring me joy and bring me peace and for some reason, you know, it draw me closer to God. Your, your past, uh, a lot of your, um, of, of the past gets, um, comes back to mind. And yeah, you start de yeah, definitely. replaying it and staying there in yeah. something that you've already been redeemed from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so there is a lack of, yeah. um, yeah. of belief and faith that kind of, it affects yeah. Our faith in a sense. Yeah. And I think I think for I think what brings me back is sometimes like like I'm glad you said that because you know when sometimes I go into my in my past and I think back like I could be okay for one moment and then all of a sudden uh uh you know it's not that my faith goes away, it's that I start thinking about things in my past and all of a sudden, you know, I start meditating on that. You know what I mean? Thinking about that. And you know, the beautiful thing I like about God, because his spirit, you know, he's, he's bold, direct, he has an authority, and uh, I think for me it's more of a, like, a chast, I would say a chastisement when he speaks to me sometimes, but he does it in a, in a way that uh, he gets his point across, and, and even though it feels like chastisement, at the same time it brings me back, it takes me out of that depression, you know? And, and, and what it is is that when I, whenever I'm thinking about something in the past and I'm, and I'm stuck and I'm depressed about, about something that I did in the past that I haven't get over, you know, or I thought I got over it, you know, he reminded me, he said, you know, number one, you don't live there no more. You know, you can't move forward or you can't move into the future if you're stuck in the past. Number two is, is that for me, definition of worry on the spiritual sense is meditating on a God that don't exist, you know, and uh, complaining constantly, you know, man, why, you know, in my head, I'm, I'm not verbally, but in my head, I'm complaining about myself, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm in this depressive spiritual state inside of, inside of my mind and my heart, you know, yeah, it, 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 I'm only going to get this far, but I, that's the far as I'm going to get, you know, and uh, I'm always complaining about things in my head, you know. Some things I don't think is fair, or whatever, you know, because we don't know the mind of God completely, you know. So, and uh, although, you know, and then sometimes I I feel bad because I say, man, I can't be thinking that way. That's God, you know. How can I be thinking that, you know? But at the same time, God tells me whenever you, He said, well, remember this: whenever you worry, you're meditating on a foreign God. Whenever you complain, you're praying to a God that don't exist. I am the God of light. I am the God of truth. And I'm the provider of everything you have had and everything you're going to have. That's good. You know? So when I think about it, that way, it takes me back out. And I, I, I would want to say that uh, 
it's kind of like a, the medication. Yeah. For you know what I mean, and and you know it's it's kind of like having a disease, in a sense, and you worry so much, you know, because of the disease, you know, you got a, a time limit in in this world now, and this that and the third, and I believe the survival rate of me, for me at least for me, for, not that it's not gonna. Uh, destroy me eventually, but I think this, my survival rate from what the doctors tells me or or, or 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 the public tells me or what I tell myself is depending on how if I look at it as God sees it. Instead of me looking at, oh, okay, I got disease, this is the end. You know what I mean? No, yeah. I got to look at it as the, I got a disease, but the disease don't got me. God got me. So then anytime I fall into the depression state and I think, you know, I'm not, you know, not good enough, you know what I mean? You know, people in your life don't trust you no more back in, from the past, you know, uh, people that you want to make amends to, maybe because, you, you know, you did something wrong to them. But you got to remember that some of these people, they not, they just ain't want, don't want to hear it, you know, and they take fault, you did what you did, you know what I mean? Um, or... Some of them ain't around no more. So how you make amends to that? You make a living amends. You don't live that way no more. You know, you continue to, to do what you do, you know. And this might be go, going a little bit out of, out of the subject in a sense, but these are the things that comes to mind when I fall into this, this present state, you know, when I go, go into that. Now, mind you, I read every day. I pray every day. I run every other day. I'm doing, I nurture myself, especially in this pandemic situation, you know. You can't really go nowhere. You can't really, you know, gather, so to speak, anywhere. Uh, my favorite thing, eating out, I can't really do it. So, of course, I'm going to fall into this present state even more because I, 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 don't, I don't have no activity in my life. And even if I had activity in, the, in, in this world the way it is today, I would like to say this is when faith really comes. Like what you do now. Like what you do now with all of this, you know what I mean? It's not because, you know... You know, I got it all together, and I got I study all these books. I, I'm not a genius. I'm not a biblical uh, a guru. None of that. But I know this: that the same God. You know, this is this is one of the key things that takes me out of this present state, for real. The same God that came to me when I when I finally opened my heart back up, that met me in a cold jail cell, is the same God that's been through this pandemic in my life, and every depressive state that I go through, He is there. You know, and I realized that, even though I'm lonely, because I'm single, I've been single for eight years, you know. Um, some people say, hey, man, why you don't, you know, why you didn't got a girlfriend, man? You're a good dude, this, down the third, and, and uh, that might, they might be right, because that's who I am today. But it's all because, all of the credit goes to God. Make no mistake, you know what I mean? I take no glory for it, you know. Sometimes I, I, I like to make myself feel better, in a sense, to just saying that, you know, I think God got a woman out there for me, but... He's still working on the man, you know? And I, 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 I and might be saying that it takes me out of that present state, at least for the moment, you know? Now, it does come back. But that's the thing. That's the way your faith is tested. Something always going to come back to test it. You know, the enemy, whatever you want to call it. I call it the enemy. I call it the devil. I call him Satan, whatever it is. I even call it myself because I'm my worst enemy. All these thoughts, they keep coming back, and they keep putting me in this, this spiritual depressed state where sometimes I, w I don't want to read, sometimes I want to pray, and in reality, either I stay in it or I get out of it. 
you know. And sometimes we don't feel like we can get out of the depression, that depression state or, or do anything because we think we're incapable of. And then we pray so hard and we, we, we ask God to do this and we move that, you know, you know, help me here, this, that, and the third. Don't get me, don't get me, make no mistake. God does anything and everything for his children, you know. Um, and, but sometimes, you know, we feel like he's not working fast enough. Maybe he don't want to, you know, help me in this area, whatever. And I got to think that maybe he already equipped me with, with what I need to get out of that. And that's why he didn't put his hand on it. Because I, I believe, make no mistake, that anything I can do for myself, he can, he's going to do for me. Because I, I love, I'm a man of God. I love God. I'm not, you know, uh, sitting here and, and trying to pretend that I'm without sin. I know that uh, I'll never be sinless. But through this power and the spirit of God, I become I sinless. You know? So, uh, and it's all because of that, too. Because I don't want to live in sin. And, and I don't want to do certain things that I used to do. Or things that are not according to God's ways, things that are not according to God's heart, as what I have learned through my personal experience, not through you know stories of other people. And, and mind you, everybody got their own story. Everybody got their own drama, their own beautiful, uh, powerful stories. But this is this one is, is about me, and this is how how I lived, you know. And this is what, how I fall into this state because I think a lot of part of the of the depression state also comes for I cannot live like I used to. I can't do things that I used to do, you know. There's an old saying, like, even when I was out there in the streets, that, you know, we don't like change. Misery loves company, you know. So we stayed in that state. So everything I, everything I went through life, I medicated it, whether through a drug, alcohol, a feeling, or, 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 or a relationship out of wedlock. It didn't matter. So now that I'm by myself, and I've been by myself for eight years, you know what I mean? I've been doing this. Like, I really want, want to do this. Uh, you know? And, I, and mind you, I'm far from perfect. You know? I, I believe that some days I, I can make more mistakes now as a Christian than, I, than when I wasn't a Christian. Or when I live in the life of a Christian. The difference is, is that, you know, I live for a God that created me today versus the God that I created over the years. All right, family, friends, that's all the time we have for tonight. Uh, but we will continue the discussion on spiritual depression on our next episode. Uh, this was a good one. I, I, uh, thank you, Jesus, for joining me in this. You know what I mean? Uh, you've been a great inspiration in my life, and we, we struggled over the years together. But once again, family, friends, uh, will we get back into the discussion on our next episode? And we're going to elaborate a little bit more, and we're going to use some scriptures. Uh, it's going to be an exciting uh, there's a lot of meat here to chew on, and we're going to do it together. Hope you continue to join us. Good night, and God bless, and thank you for listening to the gospel.